with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. All right, welcome to After 9. It's After 9.30 in Newfoundland, of course. Uh, I'm stepping in for Trudy Klassen. Um, she's taken about, I guess, six weeks off um, for some personal stuff. Uh, I know you don't like it. I don't like it, but, you know, here we are. So we're going to have to make the best of it. Uh, I have Steve on board with me, so I feel quite safe uh, <clears throat> doing the show. So I have a couple of guests here. I'm going to introduce the first. Um, she works with the Bedford Integrative Therapeutic Services. She also works with as a counselor with the PG Sexual Assault Center. And in a former life... She worked at the John Howard Society and worked one-on-one with um, um, marginalized and some of the homeless people in the community and also developed and implemented a anger management uh, domestic violence program focusing on men. So we could talk about all of that stuff, but I think uh, first I want to talk about um, mental health in general. Um, from what I understand, I've read this, and you know, I always hate to pass on. I think um, misleading or or in error uh, information, but I understand that one in four or one in five people are going to experience a mental health issue in their lifetime. Right. So my yes, my name is Lisa Lowen, and I work at Bedford and Prince George Sexual Assault Center here in Prince George. I would say it's four and four. Four out of four people would experience because mental health is just about having these experiences with not just our mind, but the influence of our body as well. Right. It's not just all in the head. It can be in the heart. It can be in our gut. It can be, you know, all of those things mixed together. So there's more of a holistic picture when it comes to. That's my belief. Absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, and of course, we're talking about um, when it comes to mental health, it isn't all schizophrenia or bipolar. I mean, there's there's depression and there's a lot of other, um, I guess, I don't want to say less serious, but maybe less impactful mental health issues that people experience all the time, including including just your average stress related events. Right, and there's different types of stress, right? Our bodies are under stress, quote-unquote, all the time. Okay. So there's good stress, and there is stress that can be damaging, right? So if we're going out and we're exercising, we're actually stressing our body, but that is good stress. Okay. When we are up in the middle of the night worrying about that email we got from our boss, that's the bad stress. Sure. Right. So there are different ways that we can mitigate or take care of our mental health. And I kind of think that's what we wanted to chat about today. Right. Uh, You know, we talk about um, um, dealing with mental health on a um, um, on a a basis of, you know, I'm feeling depressed. I'm going to go get some help. Kind of like the medical system. I've broken my arm. I'm going to go get it fixed. Um, But when it comes to our physical health, oftentimes uh, people go to the gym They'll seek therapy. They'll they'll do things to um, to help themselves physically. Right. Go get a massage or acupuncture. Exactly. Those, yeah. Whereas with mental health, we don't necessarily take those preemptive um, steps. 
Right. So maybe you could tell us something about some of these preemptive steps or some of the things we could do to help maintain our mental health. Right. Well, I want to state first off, I'm biased towards counseling. I think that it works. I think it is great to be able to go and develop a deep relationship with someone who's sort of outside of your realm of of life, sure. of your social circle. Someone who's impartial, someone who's relatable, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, in the sense of taking care of your mental health, there's a lot of things that you can do. Our mood is governed a lot by our hormones. Mm-hmm. And that's something that isn't always necessarily within our control. There's a lot of things that can influence our hormones, our nutritional intake. So... Yes, I heard that your gut has a lot to do with your brain. Absolutely. So within our gut, um, around 90% of our serotonin is created. And if we have an unhealthy gut, they call it the biome. The biome was the environment that exists in your gut. And our gut has a feedback system back to the brain, right? Now, I am not a neuroscientist, so I can't launch into this in a sense... Sure. That I am, you know, this is not my realm of expertise, but I do understand that it has an influence on our mental health. So when you heard the expression, you are what you eat, <laughs> right? Right. There is a little bit of clout to that in the sense that, you know, if I just eat a lot of junk food, for example, that's going to impact my attention span, that's going to impact my energy level, that's going to impact my mood, all of those things. So there's the 80 20 rule. Or I guess the 80-20 suggestion, 80% good, 20%, you know, a little bit more divulgence. Sure. Yes, I mean, all work and no play makes Jack or Jill a dull person. Or a girl. That's right. Yes. So our hormones are governed a lot by what we eat and what our circadian rhythm is. Our circadian rhythm is essentially our 24-hour clock. Right. And our circadian rhythm is governed by light. And so that big red, orange, yellow ball we see come up every morning, the sun. Oh, that. Yes. Yep. That sun. Right. Yes. Coming up. So those UV rays coming through, not through, but into our eyes really influence our circadian rhythm. So if I'm, and that's where I'm harping on a lot with clients is if you're on your screen, I know I've harped on you about this in the past. <laughs> Late into the night. Mm-hmm. That tells our brain that, hey, it's daytime, we should be awake. And it starts um, putting these neurotransmitters, these hormones into our body to be awake. So things like cortisol and adrenaline, those are two examples of our awake hormones. Right? Yes. But I have little filters on my glasses, and apparently that's supposed mm. to help my... It's not just blue light. Okay. Right? Blue light can be one of the worst perpetrators. It's any light whatsoever. So, yes, a lot of our electronics can have the dimming um, or the warmer light on them. Right. Which is better for us. But I I will say to, to clients that I'm working with, hey, if you need some sort of engagement, some electronic engagement, do it auditorily. Right? Oh. So... The more visual um, stimulation you have, the more light, right? That's going to keep you more awake. Sure. And they recommend if you're insomniac is not to have a television set in your bedroom. Yeah. But I guess that could go universally. It's just don't have – use your bedroom is for a few purposes, and one of them really isn't to wa- be watching television. Right. Sleep, reading, 
snuggling. There you go. Now, you talked about the bad effects of light, Now, and you talked about circadian rhythms. Come February, when yeah. up in the north we have had so little light, right. it helps to actually have um, a, a light source for you in the morning to recharge yourself. What the experts suggest is the more actual sunlight you can get, the better. But when we're up at 6 in the morning in February, the sun ain't coming up for another few hours. Right. So there are ways to mitigate that. You can get UV light and those sad um, seasonal affective disorder lights. I know some of them are expensive, um, but it can be worth it for your mental health. Absolutely. Well, that's it. I mean, you, if you go to your medicine cabinet and take a look at, um, you know, the, the 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 variety of medications you take for colds and coughs and headaches and whatnot, and if you've been to the drugstore lately, you know how expensive they are. Yeah. Maybe a light like that isn't necessarily a bad investment. Absolutely. I hear that. It's very, I want to say it's very non-invasive, right? You're not going to get a sunburn from it. It's. But another thing I would recommend is vitamin D. Oh. Right? In the north, we don't get enough sunlight. And so vitamin D, and again, talk to your um, health practitioner, someone who specializes in this, to see what the right dosage would be for you. Right. Um, But there's a lot of research out there, especially recently, on taking vitamin D and how that really influences mental health and mood. Hmm. But it's not just that. You can't go, okay, well, I have a sad light and I'm taking vitamin D, therefore I can stay up all night and watch Netflix or whatever service provider you watch your movies on, right? Right. You need to have what's called sleep hygiene. Oh, right? I've never heard of this. Sleep hygiene is a really fascinating thing. Often people think, oh, like, is it I need to wash my hands or is it about cleanliness? It's about routine. Oh. Right? So what the sleep expert suggests is love your bed. Ooh. Okay, so do you love your mattress? Yes. Do you love your sheets? Yes. Do you love your pillow? Well, we're having a rough time right now, but... You and your pillow? Yeah, we'll get through it. Okay. I have about, from time to time, I have about four on my bed, and I'll kind of rotate depending on... You know, finding that comfort level. Oh. Because rest is so important. The average adult, there's no standard hours because we're all a little bit different. right? Yes. But I know I need eight to nine hours of sleep. And when that starts to degrade, I become a little bit chippier. Right? My kids might notice, oh, you know. Mom, did you sit on a bee? What's going on with you? Chippier. That's an interesting word. Chippier. Yes, I'm not referring to golf. (laughs) I think we're being politically correct with that word. (laughs) So, and loving your bedroom, right? So having uh, light colors in your bedroom. For example, if your bedroom is painted white and it's bright in there, the the darkness is a cue to the brain for sleep, sleep, right? And so... My bedroom, for example, is this really, I think it's beautiful, kind of a dusty, dark blue with a hint of green. Oh, Uh, well, I know Lisa personally, and I also know that her favorite color seems to be green. (laughs) Well, being an artist as well, I'm sensitive to color. But the point is, my room is quite dark. Right. And my room, I try and keep it as cool as possible. So there's something about getting nice and warm before bed, so having a nice hot shower. Oh, yeah. And then getting into a nice, cool room. 
And I think about being a kid, um, I had some of the best sleeps camping. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'd sleep so good in a tent. Like, oh, man, I miss being able to sleep that well. And maybe it's because we played all day in the sun. And then you get in this nice, cool tent and right. just sleep so well. Personally, I have horrible memories of camping. It was, it was that same scenario where it gets cold at night. Mm-hmm. You're freezing to death. So you get into your, your tent and you zip yourself up into your... Your sleeping bag, and I always had a pretty thin sleeping bag and no blankets or anything, so it was never the warmest, right? You'd finally tuck yourself in, and you start radiating heat, and finally you're feeling a little bit comfortable, and you fall asleep. And then you wake up in this inferno, <laughs> covered in sweat, <laughs> thinking, what when, What happened? Then you realize you don't put your tent directly in the sun. No, you got to position, right? So it's funny, at nighttime when we're positioning our tent, we're like, oh, it's dark here. Well, that's because the sun's over there. But in the morning, it's going to be over here. Yeah, well, I was a kid, so. You don't, you don't know. But anyways, I'm not trying to traumatize you. No. The point is, sleep hygiene is about creating a routine before bed that is healthy for you. I would suggest half an hour to an hour of no screen time right before bed. Now, I am a... Um, culprit of, you know, binging out. Sometimes you find a good series on whatever service provider you're using. Yes. And you just click that one more episode. Yes. Or, so I've done that before and I've woken up. So I've been doing that lately. I'm going to whisper this. (laughs) I've been doing that. And I've been getting, waking up at three, four in the morning. Oh, okay. So, So then it has its... It has been it, yeah. So I and I know that is the reason. I know that's not good for me. Shame on me. But the series is really good. Another part to sleep hygiene is it gives your body something to look forward to. It knows okay at this time. Even my phone reminds me, right? So it's it remind gives me a reminder at quarter to nine. Start winding down. So go brush my teeth, wash my face, get my PJs on, have a shower, right? Get tucked into bed. Now, the challenge is, as an adult, we are generally wired to kind of go to sleep when it starts getting dark, generally. Right. Adolescence is different. Their wiring is an hour to sometimes more later than adults. I don't understand the evolutionary psychology around that. One could assume, right, staying up late, fun for tell creatures... So they, my kids want to go to bed at 10 or 11. I want to go to bed at 9. One of the best things that we can do to create a good sleep routine is pick up a wake-up wake time. So my body wants to get up at 6. So when I start getting up at 6, my body tells me I need to go to bed at 9.30. Ah. He's sleeping at that time. Right. Well, I have a routine, too. I, I go to bed at 2, and I get up at 10. It's eight hours sleep. Uh, I'm refreshed when I get up in the morning, yep. and uh, I, I don't have any trouble sleeping. I, I hit the pillow, and <clears throat> I'm out. I know other people don't. Sometimes sleeping is a challenge. Okay, we got to go to a quick break, but we'll be back uh, shortly. Tune in on Sunday mornings at 8.30 for a Let the Bible Speak radio broadcast. This is Pastor Andrew Simpson. And each week on our program, we will hear Christ Jesus being preached, gospel hymns being sung, and encouraging news from our churches in British Columbia. Our goal at Let the Bible Speak 
is to preach Christ in all his fullness to man in all his need. So tune in on Sunday mornings at 8.30 for Let the Bible Speak only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Learn to love your smile again at Der Denture Center. Der Denture Center offers a full range of denture services from partial dentures to complete dentures. Same-day repairs are also available. Der Denture Center is located on the third floor of the Victoria Medical Building with easy elevator access. Come in for a free complimentary consultation. No referral required. For help with your existing set or if you need new, Der Denture Center in the Victoria Medical Building. Call 250-562-6638. Are you thinking of selling your business? It's Dave Fuller here, a business coach and a business broker living right here in Prince George. The challenge of being a business owner is that much of our retirement funds are often tied up in the business. If you are getting ready to retire and sell your business, give me a call, 250-617-7467, and we can talk confidentially about how much your business might be worth and how you might be able to get that money out of the business and into your pocket. Again, Dave Fuller, 250-617-7467, or check out our website, pivotleader.com. At Pivot Leader, we help you grow, train, and sell your business. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, a mix of sun and cloud. Wind for the northwest to 20K starting this afternoon, a high of 17. Tonight, clear. Northwest winds becoming light this evening, a low of 3. On Friday morning, fog patches, then sunny, and a high of 19. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. We've been talking to Lisa Lowen about, uh, well, actually, we were talking an awful lot about sleep, but it started out with um, some of the preventative measures you can take, uh, maybe not preventative measures, but maintenance for your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. So sleep, rest is a big one. Rest is probably number one, and we, we kind of live in a society where it's go, 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 right? What are you doing? If you're busy, that's good. Right. But we need time and space for our nervous system to settle down. Now, I'm going to talk about something that's the opposite of that, which is exercise. Oh, dear. Right? So, yes, we need rest, but we also need to get that heart rate up every day if we can. So, some experts recommend half an hour a day. If you can find a reason to sweat, that's not stressing about work. So, for example, going for a walk. Walking is really good to get that energy flowing in the body. Right. Uh, the more you can handle, sometimes the better. So me, I have a bit of an addiction to cycling. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that. My husband's even worse. So he's doing 100 and some K a day. I'm more like a 20 to 40, right? So just getting the legs stretched out, getting a good sweat on. And that is so good for my mental health. I feel sharper. I feel happier. I just feel more present. I like to cycle too. I do about 40 K every couple of years. <laughs> That's a long cycle. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm that active sort of guy. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that we can do for our mental health. And I say the simpler, the better. Right. So if we make it too complicated, no one's going to do it. Right. I mean, and they say um, um, walking is probably one of the best because uh, you don't need any equipment. That's right. uh, you well, can do shoes it. are good. Well, not even necessary. You could walk in bare feet if you like, depending on where you are on a beach. You could mm. have a nice walk down a beach. Um, but it also gives you the opportunity to clear your mind, too. Mm. I, I do some pretty uh, creative stuff when I take my dog for a walk. I do practically do it every day. I try to, weather permitting, and it, but it gives me an opportunity to start sorting things out in my brain, and mm. and it kind of inspires me to do things. I, I you know, and the other thing I've learned recently, and this maybe works for me and doesn't work for anybody else, but I I used to think that I had to get motivated to get moving, and I realized 
late, late, late in life that if I get moving, I'll get motivated. That's right. The actual is the opposite. That's right. There is an expression, put on the gear. So oh. put on the gear means in the morning, you're like, oh, man, I don't want to go to the gym. Just get the gear on. So maybe if you're going walking, put your walking shoes on and say, I'm going to walk. I'm just going to start walking around the block. And if you can walk around the block, you can probably walk around a couple blocks. And if you can walk around a couple blocks, you can probably do a kilometer, right? So start small, build up. But you brought up a really good point too, which is animals. And I know for myself personally, animals have been probably one of the biggest mitigating factors in addition to music Mm -hmm. to my own mental health. So for me, it's horses, dogs, I mean, cats, don't always really give a crap, but I, I'm <laughs> no. a cat person. I love kitties. So just being in the presence of animals yes. has been, and there's a lot of research around that as well, how they can really influence. And I have the privilege and the pleasure to be able to bring my dogs to work with me every day. Nice. Mm-hmm. You have wonderful dogs too. They're pretty great. Yes. Yeah, they're um, pretty great. Bernese Mountain Dogs. Two Bernese Mountain Dogs. So one, Lou, she's 10. She's certified therapy dog. And then I've got Macy, who's going to be one in a month. And wow. she is in training. She's doing really good. Really yeah, good. one is so mellow and so uh, mm-hmm. such a beautiful soul. Mm. The other one's a nut. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, you wonder, is that really a Bernese Mountain Dog? Yeah, but she's full of energy and she's friendly. She's, there's no aggression in them whatsoever. I love that. That's, that's, that's a wonderful thing about dogs. And I think we can borrow that vitality from them, right? That friendliness, that cheerfulness, it can rub off. Right, and, you know, uh, like you were saying... Um, um, every time I want to go take my dog for a walk, for me, it's a, it's a, oh my God, I've had a long day. I'm tired. Mm, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I'm out the door walking down the street, it's great. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's yeah. funny how you, you try to deceive yourself from things that are actually really healthy for you. I don't understand what that is in the brain that it, 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 it sometimes it, it prevents you. But I have also learned that there's that little voice in your head. And it isn't always right. That's right. That is a topic for another session, I think. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. So it's speaking of uh, our self-talk, that also has a really big impact. So if we are living with ourselves for the rest of our lives, which we all do, why yes. not talk to ourselves as if we're our best friend? Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, treat yourself properly um, and know that you're worth it. I mean, every single soul on this planet is worth being mm-hmm. worth being here. If you think about how the how you've really breached the odds of getting here, mm-hmm. I mean, it was billions of years you didn't exist and for billions more years you won't exist. And so for the short time that you're here, you know, you got to take advantage of that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Lisa. I appreciate you popping in. It's funny, you know, when I was asked to step in to do the show, first thing I do is I lean to the friends. Who are the people I know that I'm interested in, that is interesting? Uh, You have a hundred different things that we could talk about. We didn't mention the fact that you're also an artist. uh, And that you you cycle all the time. You're very active. um, and, um, And you're raising two great kids. Two great boys, and you have a wonderful daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I appreciate you showing up. Any last words, uh, any last advice you could give? Well, I think I would say get out there, get moving, and I hope you have a good sleep tonight because that just does make a world of difference. Get some sunshine. Great. 
All right. Okay, I'm going to move on. I have. Uh, I'm going to grab my next guest. And yeah, and we're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be back with uh, Matt Walker. On through September 25th at Two Rivers Gallery, Clayt Lay, where the two rivers meet. The new exhibit is a collaboration between Emily Carr University and CNC and showcases the decolonization cultural safety education through Cultural Connections Project, an Indigenous community-led approach to cultural safety education that seeks to decolonize the healthcare system. Check it out today. Clayt Lay, where the two rivers meet. On through September 25th at Two Rivers Gallery. The BC Old Time Fiddlers, Prince George Branch 1, are holding their first dance of the season Friday, September the 16th from 7 to 11 at the Elks Hall, 663 Douglas Street. This is a family event and it only costs $10 per person, but children under 18 are free and includes an ice cream snack. That's the BC Old Time Fiddlers dance September 16th, 7 to 11 at the Elks Hall. Only 4% of Canada's publicly traded companies have a woman CEO. Break the stat with Minerva BC. 84% of Minerva participants have taken on more responsibility after completing their programs. Go to MinervaBC.ca for more information and register for The Face of Leadership, September 20th to 22nd during Gender Equality Week. While there, you can also apply for one of their great leadership programs. Minerva BC, we believe in the positive influence of women leaders. OceanWise has openings for people passionate about our environment. If that's you, OceanWise invites you to take on an incredible career doing work that matters. OceanWise is currently hiring for a number of great positions, including a youth program administrator, a manager of partnerships and educational resources, and many more. Find out more about OceanWise careers and explore the current openings through the careers link at the bottom of their homepage at ocean.org. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. All right, we are back. I'm pretty sure the audience didn't go anywhere. Um, I have with us, and now I, they, I was quite chastised for not introducing my previous guest's name. <laughs> so I'm not going to make that same mistake. I have with me Matt Walker. Now, Matt, you haven't, there's a number of different things you do, you've been oh, yeah. involved in. Uh, I'll start off with maybe you talking a little bit about Collectiverse. Sure, yeah, yeah I can talk about that. So Collectiverse is a, a store that my partner and I opened uh, during the pandemic. We sell collectible toys, um, yeah, action figures, that type of stuff. You know, Funko things, yep. and all that kind of, all kind of that kind of jazz. Um, yeah, it's been good. It's been growing pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's, that's it about that. Like you know. Well, I'm I'm now I'm curious. Uh, you're I mean, of course you're located uh, right next to, um, uh, well, right across the street from Value Village. Now you feel it. Thank you. Yep. I'm trying to think. I don't know. <clears throat> It escaped me. Uh, now I'm just curious. You now, what's what's the popular items that they, what got you in thinking? Okay, Prince George needs a store that sells collectibles. Okay, well there there are stores in Prince George who sell collectibles. <clears throat> sure, but they also sell collectibles at a price where you know a store you know from the 90s. I'm not taking a stab at any specific store. No, if no. anybody's listening. No, no. But you know the the markup is quite high on those things, and it doesn't need to be. Okay, because we exist in you know the 2020s and you can go online on Amazon and you can order anything. It might not be there right now, you know, right. but it'll be there in a day and you'll pay the same price that you'd pay at, you know, at Walmart or any other retailer. So, 
there was a, a room for that in Prince George. Right. You know, Walmart obviously sells, you know, like like Transformers, G.I. Joe, those type of lines, which are the main things I'm interested in. Okay. Um, but they don't have stock because, you know, big box stores will order in, you know, they order in whatever the, the, the head office orders. They get it. They put out eight units. It sits on the shelf and... Until those eight units are gone in eight weeks, etc. There's like a, a whole formula to how they restock their shelves. Right. So, so the difference between them doing that is they have no control over what's on the shelf. I do. If somebody comes in and they go, hey, man, I'm looking for this specific thing. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't think I'll sell eight of it. So I look for a, a mixed case or whatever or, or find it from a supplier that will give me one of them. Etc. Right. So that's the the big difference. Right. And I was going to say that's the uniqueness of your business is mm-hmm. that people can come in and they can kind of custom order what they want. Yeah. Plus you you can um, focus on a wider variety of stuff. I mean, that's what it. are you, what are your most popular? Let's say for Funko, what's your most popular stuff? Oh man, any anything, um, anything on TV, anything like currently out. You know, obviously like Stranger Things, those type of things. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything that's like a, like a new TV property, uh, and Funko fans are nuts. Those guys, you know, they they buy everything. Okay. Like, like if there if there's a line, I don't even I don't even think they like all the characters, but they're gonna <laughs> buy all eight, you okay. know, or all six, right? Um, yeah. Um, the I, I forgot to I neglected to mention that one of the most popular things we do is we sell retro used toys. Oh, right. So I I guess that's a big part of our business now is that like you know people can walk in and buy. You know the GI Joes they had in 1983. Cool, right? So I guess you know I shouldn't neglect that because it's like a huge part of what we do. Right. Yeah. So uh, do you do a consignment or uh, no? No, we just uh, you know people are nice enough to either come in and donate stuff or uh, or just bring their collections. We buy stuff. Okay, so they yeah. can pop in with your your GI Joe collection from 1962. Oh, well, the 60s ones don't sell as well as the 80s ones. Oh, really? They're too big. Oh, you know, it's like a, a guy got a hold of me a while ago, and he's like, "Hey, I've got these. Uh, you remember Marks, like the cow, Johnny West? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, remember how big the horse is? Yes. Yeah, I got no room for that. There's, there's like <laughs> zero space for that. And and most people that collect now do not have a room for that because you got to build a whole room. You know, the horse is that big, and you know the the men are all twelve inch figures. Oh yes. No, I, I, you know, it's funny you mentioned Johnny West. Maybe I'm getting off topic, but I had a. a, a, a one of my most horrible experiences as a kid was with Johnny West. <laughs> I know that sounds strange, but it's true. It's yep. traumatic. I remember it to this day. I, I owned a Johnny West. Uh, I customized him with a, you know gear and guns and things like mm-hmm. that. And I was out at our cabin out at the lake, and I put him on a little raft. And I was like, okay, this guy's going to float around on his boat. I built a boat for this guy. It was great. Oh, of course, <clears throat> I don't like where this is going. Yes, well, the tide was not on my side. Yeah. <laughs> and Johnny West started drifting away from the dock. Yep. And I could not reach him. I ran back to the cabin to get a rake or something to try. By that time, he was practically halfway across the lake, slowly sinking, literally, yep. into the sunset. That's right. It traumatized me to this day, I, I, losing I, I, Johnny I hear, West. I hear it in your voice. I know. I have this horror that I'm going to go back to the lake one day, and it's going to reappear from out of the depths of the lake. Well, that's terrifying, but also, you know... <laughs> Make an okay movie. I don't yeah. know. Sounds like Friday the 13th. But I'm sure most people don't have these traumatic memories when it comes to their uh, 
their toys. And, you know, it'd be nice, you know, to be, especially if there's a specific toy that you remember as a kid to pop down and see mm-hmm. if you have it to begin with. And then, you know, put it in a nice frame or something. They're good memories. Sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing, right? I, the story I hear all the time is people come in and they go, oh, man, I had that thing. I had this thing. I had that. And then mom had the garage sale. <laughs> and off they went. Or... And then, you know, they gave them to my cousins. Like, it's the same story every time. Is that they had these things. They were in a box. You're too old for toys now. Your toys go somewhere else. And, you know, now here we are. We're all adults with uh, adult money and buying power. And we're going we're gonna to have those things again. And I was going to ask, are your customers, if you could break them down into that, that, that pie... What percentage is adults and which percentage is kids? Oh, it's not not a lot of kids. It's mostly like, so I'm 41 and it's mostly people my age or a little bit older. Really? Yeah, some people younger, but you know, it's 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 millennial, millennial generation for sure. And you'd say that the bulk of these guys are collectors? Yeah, well, there's some people that just buy one or two of things because they like the character. You know, they'll have the things like, um, yeah, they, you know, they loved Wolverine from the 90s. Um, cartoon X-Men show and so they have a Wolverine they put on the shelf and they go out and buy like an expensive one you know one that's like a hundred to two hundred dollar range like twelve inch or like multiple articulation all that kind of stuff right so they put that on the shelf it looks cool they're satisfied with having a Wolverine but then there's a bunch of nuts who have, you know, a room with, uh, you know, the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. And they'll come in and they'll buy anything. You know, they tell me, like, you get any G.I. Joes in, Matt? I want anything 8283, anything olive green. You call me first. There's those guys. And they're, they're in any industry I work in. I was in music instruments before, as you remember. And, like, it's always, man, you get a, you get a Strat with uh, these pickups, you call mm-hmm. me. Right? Right. No matter what you do. It's always uh, there's somebody with that thing. And, like, we, we love those guys. They they push our industry, right? Right. Yeah. It sounds very specific. But, uh, you know, it, may, it, it begs me the question whether do you sell things or do you sell memories? We, it's nostalgia for sure. Purely. Yeah, we sell, we sell memories. We sell. And we've, we've said that before. With with that line, like yeah, you know, we sell we sell your memories, we sell, uh, yeah, that's it for sure. Cool. And so, just just for the the detail, you're open Mondays to Friday. No, nope, we are. We we've decided to take Monday Tuesday off because they're uh, they're pretty dead. So why not? We, uh, yeah, we stay there pretty much the times when you know retail workers can't make it down. So we're there noon to seven, Wednesday through Saturday, and then on Sundays we're there noon to five. Okay. Now, I see from time to time you're on Facebook. Yes. And from time to time you have these auctions? Yeah, we do uh, what's called a claim sale. So the way that works is uh, we have a group uh, on Facebook. Facebook group's called uh, Northern BC Toy Collectors. Okay. And that group, uh, you go in, it, it's fun. You know, we just sit there and, you know, people pop in and here's my wrestling figure suplexing this guy, you know, or, <laughs> or whatever. Here's my whatever else. And as such, um, you know, in doing that, we show the claim sale is literally just a, a big uh, list of stuff. We post a picture. It's got a price on it. You say claim. You know, okay. at the end, there's ones that are bids where it's like, a, you know, maybe something people missed, something that's more expensive. And we started at, like, you know, whatever the low bid is, and it goes up from there. Okay. Well, we're going to go to a quick break, but we'll be back with Matt Walker. The Prince George Council of Seniors is holding their annual general meeting at 1.30 on Tuesday, September 27th. The council is seeking nominations for directors. Nominees should have a good working knowledge of the Roberts Rules of Order 
and become informed about the Society's many programs and services. Nomination forms are available at the Council of Seniors office at 7th of Victoria, the Prince George Council of Seniors AGM and Election of Officers, 132 Tuesday, September 27th at the Brunswick Senior Centre. The Canadian Red Cross has launched a program providing recovery support of $5,000 to eligible small business owners and not-for-profit organizations impacted by the extreme weather events last fall. Funds are available to help cover uninsured direct losses, insurance deductibles, specialized cleanup costs that might not be eligible under other programs, and ongoing expenses. Full details or to apply, visit redcross.ca slash bcfloods slash smallbusiness. Applications must be submitted by September 30th. The Prince George Council of Seniors is taking reservations for advanced planning clinics. If you're 55 plus with an annual income or at least $150,000 in net assets, here's your chance to meet with a pro bono lawyer to have a will, power of attorney, and or representation agreement put into place. Clinics are being held in College Heights and downtown once each month through November 16th. Get your name on the intake list by calling toll-free 1-833-512-0665. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, a mix of sun and cloud. Wind for the northwest at 20K starting this afternoon, a high of 17. Tonight, clear. Northwest winds becoming light this evening, a low of 3. On Friday morning, fog patches, then sunny, and a high of 19. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. We are talking to Matt Walker, and we were talking about his store that he co-runs with... Oh, with my partner Berlin McPherson. Berlin, yeah. Oh. No, no, it, it's pronounced like the city, but it's spelled very differently. But oh, yeah, I'm thinking B E R L Y N. Close, one extra N. Oh, I'm not going to tell you where it goes, but okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. Anyway, we were talking about um, collectiverse and collectibles, and uh, you you wanted to add uh, to the. Um, we we're talking about the auction, or what? yeah, yeah, the, the claim sales the in the sale. in the group. So uh, yeah, the group is Northern BC Toy Collectors. It's right on Facebook in the under the groups tab. You can look it up. I think it's NBC Toy Collectors. Okay, but uh, yeah, we're getting ready for our spooky sale. So uh, October 31st, which is you know obviously Halloween, that falls on the last Monday of the month, which is where we generally do our sales. Um, and so we've been amassing all of the spookiest stuff. We've got, I think, what's in there? There's a, there's a signed Michael Myers uh, knife. Signed? Yeah, signed by Michael Myers himself. I don't know which one, whoever played him, but, you know, <laughs> it's a signed Michael Myers uh, butcher knife. Oh, dear. You know, there's, yeah, that type of stuff. That's bizarre. I know. It's totally bizarre. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of toys and stuff. Some, you know, aliens, predator, that type of, you know, some gremlins. I know gremlins should be Christmas, but still, you know, it's... Well, I don't know. They're, they're, it can, it, well, whatever's left, we'll put at Christmas. Yeah, there was some horror element to it. And as you're saying, just to reiterate, um, you post these on Facebook and people can just... Are they yeah. bidding against each other? <clears throat> um, there, there's two types. So there's like, there's like what's known as a claim, which is kind of like a silent auction, right? Okay. Where... where or no, the silent auction is more like the bid wars. So the claim sale is literally this. You see the picture of the thing, it has the price. And if you want it, you write claim, it's yours. If I've got more than one, multiple people can, can win it. Okay. If I only have one, and generally it's a thing put at cost or at like some kind of low price to move it. Okay. Right? Like it's, it's kind of, it's the end of the month, so we obviously want to you know, make, make rent. Sure. <laughs> so it's like sell a bunch of stuff at cost or, or low, get rid of it. And that's first come, first serve. You see it? Yeah. I want it. It's mine. That's right. Okay. That's right. You know, don't wait. Don't uh, get a hold of me the next day and go, oh, man, I was hoping to get that thing. No, no. I, I want photos of the thing. No. Like, 
it's it's now buy the thing and you know we'll worry about it later if it's not the thing you want you know don't back out of it but we can back out of it okay and then the bid part of it is like a like silent auction where there's a photo the starting bid say ten dollars some stuff gets up to you know 30 40 bucks depending on what it is really usually a desirable product and again the desirables are usually what's cur- currently on tv stranger things uh. or or like you know something that's uh that's just older and you know you can't really get like we've done stuff you know like gi joe stuff or you know like it could be anything like a masterpiece transformer maybe it sells for 150 bucks i put it on there you know for 100 hmm. you know i'm just wondering if you know star wars and and game of thrones are still popular oh yeah items. for sure yeah well game of thrones is a new show yeah so yeah, anything right. anything game of thrones is going to be popular again. Uh, same thing happens with, you know, people have been coming in for, you know, since we've opened. Do you have any Lord of the Rings? Well, no, there's no new show. As soon as there's a new show, there'll be new Lord of the Rings, and oh. people will start bringing in their old Lord of the Rings to trade for new Lord of the Rings, which is, you know, it's on its way, so. Yeah, so I guess you're a slave to the companies. They decide we're going to make a run of these or we're not going to do it. Always, yeah. You know, Star Wars doesn't fit because there's always Star Wars. Right. There's no... You don't work with other stores to interchange items? Like, like stock? Um, we we do have some connections out uh, out east, like a couple stores out of uh, Ontario that we deal with, that should we need a thing that we can't find, you know, we'll ask them. And they've got the same thing with us. All right. Okay. So, again, uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing, and I imagine most people that are interested in that sort of thing have already found you. Mm. But, I mean, if you're interested in getting some memory from your childhood or maybe you want to start collecting some things or even gifts for um, nieces and nephews and whatnot, oh, you yeah. know. At, Christmas always the big season, right? Yeah, at a reasonable price, mm-hmm. you know, come on down to Collectiverse. Uh, or the website, yeah, collectiverse.ca. Okay, or check out their Facebook page. For sure. Now, uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit because, Matt, you've had many lives. True. And uh, also, and one of the things that I'm most interested in, because we've only ever talked very briefly about it, so maybe we can get a little bit more detail, is your interest in music. I I first met you when you were working at a music store. That's right. But, and all I knew of you when it came to music is that you collected keyboards. Oh man, <laughs> um, I yeah, I still collect keyboards. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, I know. I like again the collecting thing. I've always been a collector of stuff. We'd, okay. I'd go on the road and go see stuff, and I'm like, oh, there's a guitar. Off it comes. Ooh, oh, three pedals. Come home with a you know, it used to, it used to have clothes in it, but now it's got pedals or whatever. Right when you get home. Um, but yeah, I know. Like musically, yeah, I've been playing music. I don't know, thirty years. Okay, you know, I've been playing drums for thirty years for sure. So yeah, I don't know. Been yeah, done you know, done multiple recordings, done you know, lots of you know, like shows, all that stuff. And so drums are your um, instrument of choice. Um, they're my instrument of choice for sure. They're probably not what I'm known for. Like okay. I like uh, I've, I I actually Dwight plays my stuff quite frequently on his show here. Okay. Or he used to. I don't know if he does anymore. I haven't uh, talked to him in a bit. Okay. But uh, uh, my from my band Matthias Rock. He'd play, uh, you know, some of our songs. And I was the singer in that, you know, that l- lewd, crass band. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was fun. We did that for a long time. And what got you started in music? Um, I don't know. I think I liked the cover of the Prince Purple Rain album. He looked cool. That was your inspiration? I think so. Wow. It's like, well, that one, that's like the first tape I remember stealing from my dad. <laughs> but I literally, I just liked the cover. I was like, man, that guy looks cool. 
And so yeah. your first instrument, you went out and grabbed yourself a um, set no, of drums? No, no, no. My dad bought me a set of drums and a guitar. The guitar was terrible to play, so I didn't really excel at it at all. And then the drums, they just take time. There was, I remember there was a day where I was like, wow, I can play drums. You know, but I was just like, it was just banging on stuff. Well, well you know, I've heard, and I, I play with some, some friends of mine too, that drummers' brains are different. It's true. It's, it's true. just it's a, just warped and twisted in there. It's yeah, ridiculous. well, I don't know if it's a, a different uh, physical, but it's, I, th- I think it's it's part of that. Yeah, it's definitely like um, you know multiple zones. Like you you know you have individual limbs that you know keep time at different times. Right. I mean, uh, what's the old thing trying to rub your belly and pat your head yeah, at yeah, the same for sure. time? It's totally that. You know, that's I'm pretty basic when it comes to drumming. But I mean, you have like you say four limbs and. And I also admire those that sing while they drum. For sure. Yeah, I did that for a long time. That was uh, in my first group. It was called The Brain Eaters. And we the were uh, a punk rock band. We were like, I don't know, 16 years old and went out and, you know, doing that thing. And yeah, it was cool. I played drums and sang in the band. Cool. Yeah. So who were your inspirations? Uh, my inspirations? Well, Prince, for sure. Okay. Like like top, like probably like Prince and Glenn Danzig, I think are like, you know, my two top guys. You know, again, those are like... Multi-instrumentalists, do it themselves, um, you know, uh, kind of a, I don't want to say a grassroots movement on the Prince thing, because he was like 18 and signed to Warner Brothers for 100 albums, and, you know, it ruined his, <laughs> his whole deal. Right. But, yeah, those two guys. Yeah, I, I mean, from what I've read about Prince, he was multi-talented. All right, mm-hmm. we're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be back with Matt. Prince George RCMP is asking you to keep a watch out for 69-year-old Paul Philip Kopp. Neighbors last saw Paul on July 18th. Mr. Kopp is described as a Caucasian male, 5'7", 170 pounds, with green eyes, gray hair, and a short mustache. Kopp has multiple tattoos on both arms and was last seen wearing a gray-green vest and carrying a black backpack. If you have any information on Paul Kopp's whereabouts, call the RCMP at 250-561-3300. Saturday and Sunday, Theatre Northwest is hosting certified stage combat choreographer Thomas Usher for two stage combat workshops. These are two distinct workshops, and artists can sign up to either or both. The first is for people learning to stage fight, scuffle, or fall safely on stage. The second is the use of weaponry on stage. Full details are available through the Shows and Events menu at theaternorthwest.com. Stage Combat Workshops, Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 2.30 at Theatre Northwest in the Park Hill Centre. Effective government engagement is a key component to many advocacy campaigns. Learn the rules and regulations around lobbying and government relations and the techniques you can apply to build effective relationships with Vantage Point's three-hour workshop, Government Relations 101. Facilitated by BC SPCA General Manager of Strategy and Innovation, Jeff Erton, Registration and full details are available through the calendar link under training at the vantagepoint.ca. Government Relations 101, September 20th from 1.30 to 4.30 through the vantagepoint.ca. The Spruce Capital Senior Center's next garage sale is Saturday, September 17th. Donations are greatly appreciated, but no clothing, please. Donations can be made at the center on Rainbow Drive Monday through Thursday between 10 and 2. Call 250-563-6450 for more information. The Spruce Capital Seniors next garage sale Saturday, September 17th at their center on Rainbow Drive at the corner of the Yard Drive across from Rainbow Park. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. 
All right, you are listening to After 9. As I say, it's After 9.30 in Newfoundland. <laughs> uh, we're, we are talking to Matt Walker. We were talking a little bit about music, and maybe to get a little off topic from Matt himself, we were actually talking about the artist Prince. This is one of your mm-hmm. um, uh, inspirations. Love the guy. You know, and it's funny, because everybody here in the room, and there's a group of us, all jumped on this immediately, mm-hmm. going on about how talented this guy was. And, you know, for a superstar... Yeah. To also be thought of as being underrated, yeah, it's pretty amazing, right? Well, it, it, that's the thing with the guy, right? Was <clears throat> like I don't know if it's uh, there's like the underrated thing, but there's definitely the people would, you know, oh, I love this Prince, but I hate this Prince, <laughs> yeah, right? It's like you know, I, I love I love Prince the the eighties pop tart for two albums, but I hate Prince the rapper from the nineties. It's the it's the same guy with yeah. the same thing, you know. It's the same. I think it's the same attitude of like. In the 90s when Metallica put out Load and Reload, and people like, oh, I don't like this. Right. Well, that's because it's 40-year-old men writing music. It's not just, like, aggressive, you know, 20-year-olds making the same album again. Right. It's, 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 it's people who have grown as artists making art. Right. You know, maybe it's not for you. That's fine. The one that existed before still exists. Exactly. Listen to that and leave the new one alone. Maybe later he'll put another one out that you like. Right. Which I think did happen because he put out, you know, like, Musicology in, like, 2000... I don't know, 2002, 2003, and everybody was, oh, I love Prince. But then again, he also did a hits tour and put that album, and everybody who walked in the door, smart, smart man, everybody who walked in the door to that hits tour walked out with a copy of Musicology. So it charted, you know, really, really high. So I don't know, you know, which, you know. Smart. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, he was. He was not only a talented musician, but he was a pretty smart businessman, Mm. too. Um, shame that he passed away so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and, and you know, a lot of people, um, uh, you know, he, he's not classified often as a great guitar player. Oh, he is. And he, he was. Yeah, he was fantastic. Good. And, you know, from what I understand, all, all his released and recorded music is just a drop in the bucket compared to what he's... That's what they say, yeah, in the actually vault. Actually has in the vault. Yeah. Yeah, there was a... We were talking uh, when you guys were doing the drive at the um, BCNE. I, I wasn't taking a break and uh, sitting there talking with Wayne the whole time. No. Okay? It did, that did not happen. But there was a time we were talking. And we <laughs> were talking about uh, the Mike Judge show, Tales from the Tour Bus. Right. So the second season, which just came out, is all about the funky bands, all the funk stuff. It's got Rick James, James Brown, um, all these guys in there. And it's a really great series. But you're not going to have a funk show without talking about Prince. But there's not an episode really about Prince. There's an episode about Morris Day in the Time, and there's an episode about uh, Rick James. Right. Where Rick James and Prince were, you know, just, you know, those guys were... Tight. Well, they were were friendly, but they were also, like, you know, uh, major rivals. Oh. Right? And then the other part is the, yeah, Morris, Morris Day in the Time. He's a guy who grew up with Prince, started in bands with Prince. Like, they were in the first band that they were in. He was the drummer. Prince was the guitar player. And was he the bass player? No, he's the guitar player. And listening to even him talking about them then, he's like, yeah, man, there's this weird little dude in the corner. And man, could he play the guitar? He's playing like Santana licks and all this stuff. He's like 14 years old, you know? So yeah, that's, you know, Prince, the guitar player, even that young. Right. Was that good? Yes. And, and, uh, you know, he had a penchant for playing everything. For sure. He yeah. played the bass, he played the drums, he played the guitar, he played the keyboards when he was recording the stuff at home. Mm-hmm. And then when he'd go on tour, he'd just uh, put a band together and have them, these are the parts you need to play. That's it. 
Excuse me. Yeah, fascinating. Now, besides Prince, you said, um, who was your other inspiration? Oh, Glenn Danzig. Glenn Danzig. Now, why Glenn Danzig? Oh, why not Glenn Danzig? Well, Well, I guess that's true. Okay, so Glenn Danzig... you know, anybody who knows him knows Danzig from the 90s, but they might not. They'd also know the Misfits. They're like, you know, a big deal. You know, the the spooky skull on the shirt with the the thing, you know. And that one's changed over the years. You know, there's been different bands and, you know, different members, all that. They're back together kind of doing one-off shows. And oh, cool. It's cool, you know. They played Madison Square Garden. Wow. The Misfits. Like, that's ridiculous. You know, it took 40 years, but still, they, or 50 years almost. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He just, his... Uh, I always thought he was cool. I love the, you know, all the all the devil iconography. It's cool. It's like very evil and cool. I love skulls. Okay. You know, I love uh, you know, the the look of Yeah, I just like, you know, big muscly dude that's, you know, like 5 feet tall, you know, thrashing his hair around. What's not to like? But he can also write songs. Right. You know, and that's, you know, that's the uh, the big part for me is is uh yeah, songs. Okay. So we have Prince and we have Mr. Danzig. Yeah. Where does your music fit? Kind of fits right in the middle. It does. You know? What would you classify your music? I don't know. Right now, I haven't been doing much. It was it was like you know like like hard rock stuff I was doing before, but I don't know. Lately, I've been doing yeah mostly like synthesizer based stuff. Uh, you know, um, I don't know. Lots of like like just straight synth pop. You know, kind of stuff sounds like Erasure. I don't know. It's fun. Sounds like like Erasure. Okay. Or you know, like yeah, Pet Shop Boys, that type of stuff. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have pegged you for that, but, but I I know that's why we're having this conversation. Oh, that's cool. I, well, I, again, that's that that's musicianship, right? It's yeah. being able to do a, a broad range of music. Even the professionals. I mean, they, we talk about like the Rolling Stones, for mm-hmm. example. They do uh, a, a blues rock thing, but yep. uh, the drummer. Yep. Was a jazz fanatic for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, any of those bands, like any any band that puts themselves in one box and stays in that box, they're either going to you know they're either going to you know sink or swim, right? They're either going to be like it's going to be nope, you don't get to do that anymore. We've gone past that, or right. you can only ever do that. If you do anything else, we're never going to listen to you, right? Like the ACDC thing, right? You know, ACDC, like still, man, it's you know. Um, Brian Johnson has been the singer of ACDC longer than Bon Scott was alive. And people still talk about him like the new guy. Yes. Right? Like, come on. Let's let's be serious here. Like, you know, but again, they've done, you know, very much the same format. It's not, not the same record, but they've made, you know, they, everybody makes a joke about the same song. But it's like, you know, different sounds, different production, different whatever. They're, their albums are very timely. You can listen to them in order and you can kind of pick mm-hmm. out what era they're from. Depending on you know, you know what the what the production style is like. Right. Well, a lot of bands are like that, and sure. you know, forgive me if I equate these two bands together, but I have no problem. Nickelback is the same way. People yep. criticize them for saying, you know, all their music sounds the same. Well, you know, there's a lot of bands that all yep, their music there sounds, is because they found a niche. That's that's what they play. yeah. Or they they found their formula. Like you know, yeah. everybody's got a songwriting formula. Yeah, like if you listen to you know listen to Judas Priest or um, you know let's go on the other side listen to ABBA like ABBA has definitely a you know a formula that's different than the other formulas but it's still you know very very um, you know you can listen to an ABBA song and like you can pick this one and you can pick this one and like the melody there's like melody intro vocal intro part chorus verses they're all it's it's all formula you know awesome. that's not a bad thing. 
No, no, that's that's music. Yeah. Anyway, we've run out of time. Oh. Um, but it was actually fascinating talking to you. Again, I've I've got people that I know that I'm interested in, so I can ask questions. So I've given this forum to do it. So that's awesome. I appreciate that. So uh, have a good day, and we'll see you next Thursday. After nine is a weekday presentation of CFIS FM. After nine is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis Holt, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. You're listening to CFISFM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 on the FM dial. CFISFM is owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society.